last week I read an article in the New York Times. Oh, I want to remind you, if you need to move, find shade, please do so. I see some of you getting a little hot, so just don't hesitate to move if, if you need to. So last week I read this article in the newspaper and it was talking about what one of the things we missed during um, our time of, um, of, of staying home was having collective moments, sharing, sharing things with a crowd, and that that's something that actually means a lot to a lot of people. And the person was talking about um, seeing Foo Fighters, a band, play at, uh, in New York City and how like he walked away feeling so filled up in a way that he hadn't in such a long time. And the phrase he used to talk about that feeling was collective effervescence. Now effervescence is like a bubbly, like if you think about uh, a soda pop, it ha it's effervescent, it's, it's, it's sparkling and bubbling and there's a lot of energy. Well, collective effervescence is that feeling of, of, of experiencing something really special with people. And I have to say, I, as I read that article, I thought that's why it was so hard not to be able to worship together, because this is so often an experience of collective effervescence. Um, and watching you all come forward to to bring your offerings was such a beautiful moment of collective effervescence. And I can't, that's not just a moment for me, I almost said it for me, but that's the whole thing is it's something we all share together. So I lift that up as, as a word of gratitude. So returning to our text today, we have this story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And, and it's really hard not to, to, it's really hard to miss anything else in the story because that's such a big deal. I mean, 5,000 people were fed from five loaves of bread and two fish. It's a miracle. And so it's really easy not to hear anything else that's happening in the story. But there's something else that happens in this story that means a lot to me. And I think it might mean a lot to some of you as well. So I read the story again in the message translation of the Bible, which is just a different, it's, sometimes it's a little more um, everyday language. And so sometimes I'll read the message to see um, just a different perspective on what the story of, of the week might be. And it, it said this, when Jesus arrived and he sees this huge crowd that has come because they want to hear his, his teachings, he saw this huge crowd at the sight of him, at the sight of them, at the sight of these people, his heart broke. So in our, our first reading, when we read the text from our, our usual Bible, it said he had compassion for them. And that's beautiful. I am so grateful that Jesus had compassion for the people. But it's really something to think about Jesus, the Son of God, having his heart broken for the people. Oh, there's a butterfly, hello. Collective effervescence. Um, so, I heard a story last week. Somebody was reflecting on when they were a kid, and it was, they had a hard time as a kid, um, especially they had a hard time in middle school as a kid. This, this man reflected that when he was a boy, he was the target of a lot of bullying. He got picked on all the time. And it was really, really hard on him. 
because nobody likes to be picked on. And he had a particularly awful day. He had taken a risk, it hadn't gone well, and, and, and his, his classmates had, had been making fun of him. And, and he was so sad. He, he went home and he was on his bed and he was crying his eyes out. He just, he had it, he broke. He was so sad, he was crying his eyes out. Well, his dad came in and his dad wanted to know what was wrong because he was so upset. And he was embarrassed. He didn't want to tell him that, you know, nobody really wanted to be his friend. He wanted his dad to think he was cool. But he told him what was going on because he was crying so hard. There was no way of getting out of, of he had to tell him what was happening. And he, and he was saying there were a couple different ways his father could have reacted. He could have said, I'm going to go, I'm going to call their parents. Or I'm going to go, you know, the, he could have gotten mad. He could have, he could have, could have you know, could have told him, don't, oh, don't worry about it. Don't let him get to you, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what they're, what they're saying to you. Could have done that, could have done all these different things, but what did his father do? His father cried. Tears came down his cheeks for and with his son. And see, that to me is what all these stories are really about. God could do all kinds of different things to help figure out how to get us out of our messes. And God's heart breaks first. Before God does anything else, before the miracle, before the bread and the fish, God's heart breaks. So when we are crying and sad, so is God. When we're happy, when we're having our collective effervescence, the spirit is in the, in the bubbles with us, in that joy. God is with us, for us, in times of joy and in times of sorrow. So we talked about today about God will give us what we need, and that does mean things like food. People need food. People need shelter. But before we can even get to that, people need love. People need belonging. People need to know they're not alone. And that's where the gospel starts. We are loved. God is with us. We are never alone. There will always be more baskets full at the end of the day because that's how much God loves us. May it be so.